Good evening. Our top story tonight, Marvin Harrison Jr. will not participate in the 2024 NFL Combine. No workouts, no 40, no broad, no vertical, none of it from Marvin Harrison Jr. So why is that? We'll get into that and so much more. We're talking Combine, we're talking NFL Draft, we're talking free agency, and more on Player Profiler today. And we are back, and Marvin Harrison Jr. will not participate in any of the workouts at the NFL Combine. And not only that, Marvin Harrison Jr. not expected to participate in the workouts at his pro day either. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be at the Combine, but he's just going to be doing the interviews. No workouts, and at his pro day, maybe he'll run some routes. That's to be determined, but we're not expecting to get any metrics, any athletic numbers on Marvin Harrison Jr. So why is that the reasoning? Is because he can't. Because Marvin Harrison Jr. is a transcendent wide receiver no matter how you slice it. Generational gets thrown around too much. We only have to go back to what? Jamar Chase to find another wide receiver that we can compare to him. And some people in this class even prefer Malik Neighbors, who, by the way, isn't going to be working out at the Combine either. Might work out at his pro day, but not participating in the Combine. So... When his competition isn't working out either, there's even less incentive. But transcendent wide receiver, blue chip wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Blue chip is a term that needs to be brought back, needs to be thrown around more. But that's Marvin Harrison Jr. He's a top five pick. He was a top five pick. He has been a top five pick. He still is a top five pick. And he will continue to be a top five pick no matter how you slice it. A player with his pedigree is going that high in the NFL draft. We just know it. And so it doesn't matter if he runs a 4-3, if he runs a 4-4. However, if something were to happen, if he injures himself in training or tweaks a hamstring on the 40, runs a 4-6, that actually could hurt Marvin Harrison Jr. If he goes out and his jumps are disappointing, that could hurt Marvin Harrison Jr. That could cause him to fall out of the top five. So when there is literally nothing to gain for Marvin Harrison Jr. and only downside, yeah, he's going to skip the combine. And this is probably going to become more and more common over the next couple of years. We have the tracking data. Now, we don't personally, but NFL teams have the tracking data. They get the information. Okay, well, this is what this guy ran on his routes. This is the game speed for Marvin Harrison Jr. So the Arizona Cardinals at number four can say, okay, well, this is how fast Hollywood Brown moved last year. We have the data for that. And when he runs a go route, this is what he runs. This is how fast Marquise Brown runs a go route. Marvin Harrison Jr., this is how fast he runs a go, go route. So that can be compared directly. It sucks for us here at Player Profiler and Fantasy Gamers. We have, are so involved in the metrics. That's a big thing, obviously, for us here at Player Profiler. But we'll live with it for Marvin Harrison Jr. He skips the combine, and it doesn't matter. We'll get back with more from the combine, more from the NFL draft, right after this word from the Podfather. This episode is brought to you by Player Profiler, the Dynasty Deluxe Package. 
The rankings are the best in the industry. It includes strategy mode where you can say, hey, change the rankings to be win now. Oh, change the rankings to be productive struggle. There's also a draft planner to help strategize where you should take players because the draft planner also includes ADP. There's a trade finder where we look up on my fantasy league and we see trades that are done, including a particular player. Then there's a trade analyzer where you can plug in draft picks, players, and we assign a lifetime value to draft picks out five years. The best thing about our trade analyzer, it can't be gamed with volume. Then there's mock draft data to see right now what's the market for player X versus player Y, including in the fall when very few mock drafts are happening. And our dynasty guide... The Dynasty Dominator would cost you 10 bucks on Amazon, but you get it for free with Dynasty Deluxe, and you get our rookie guide for free, a $25 value. So you get all of that for 45 bucks. So it's a great deal. It is a great deal. You want to make sure you go out and get the Dynasty Dominator, the Dynasty Deluxe. It is a necessity this time of year, but... The wide receiver two, or for some people, the wide receiver one, Malik Neighbors. He's also not going to test. He will also be in Indianapolis at the Combine for the interviews and all that jazz. But we're not going to see him work out. We're not going to see Marvin Harrison Jr. And for a lot of people, these are the top two. Lance Zerline has Neighbors over Marvin Harrison Jr. Todd McShay says most teams have it. Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, then Rome Odunze, but Daniel Jeremiah actually has Odunze over Malik Neighbors. So there is room to move for Malik Neighbors up or down. There's room for Rome Odunze to move up or down. Rome Odunze, by the way, will compete at the NFL Combine. He will be participating. He will be working out, as will Keon Coleman. We expect him to have a 40-yard dash as well. So it's not everyone. It's just the top two wide receivers in the draft that are going to be skipping. But there's going to be a lot of players at the NFL Combine, including 18 from Michigan, the most ever from one school at the NFL Combine. LSU had the record with 16 in 2020. That Joe Burrow, that Justin Jefferson, that Clyde edwards Lair class that they had there. And then there was a tie before that with 15 from the 88 Hurricanes, the 88 Oklahoma Sooners, and the 2004 Ohio State Buckeyes as well. So, Michigan going to be well represented and the quarterbacks will be well represented, but not by Caleb Williams. He will not throw at the NFL combine. And this has become common over the past couple of years. QB ones, the top of the draft don't throw at the combine. They throw at their pro day to wide receivers that they are used to. So this isn't a surprise, but it would be nice to see Caleb Williams at the combine. We'll see if he works out what metrics we get from him, but he's not going to throw, but Jaden Daniels will and JJ McCarthy will and Michael Penix will, and Spencer Rattler will. There's no word on Drake May yet whether or not he's going to throw, but so far, it's just Caleb Williams that won't be throwing at the NFL Combine, and that could help some of these guys. J.J. McCarthy throwing at the NFL Combine. If he wows people with his arm, because we didn't get to see his arm a whole lot at Michigan, we didn't get to see him do the pro day throw, throw it as far as he can across his body. We didn't get to see anything like that from J.J. McCarthy. So the top 10 drumbeat is already on. It's already continuing. And will it rise? Will J.J. McCarthy end up as a top five overall pick in the NFL draft? I I don't think it's going to happen. Sounds like he's going to go top 10. I don't think top five, but we will see. We also have Michael Penix. He's going to be throwing 
at the NFL Combine. The Seahawks are going to get to see him live and in person. And the Seahawks really seem to be in on Michael Penix as a potential successor for Geno Smith down the line. So keep your eyes on that. But with the Bears at first overall, everyone thinks they're going to be drafting Caleb Williams. That's what I think. That's what we've been reporting. That's what we've been hearing. Not so fast. Peter King thinks that the Bears could be trading out of that first overall pick. And there's not a lot of people who I overreact to in the NFL sphere, but Peter King says the Bears are trading back. I'm not going to just believe him, but that does stand out. And that does make me wonder before I thought it was a lock. Now it looks like there's a chance. I still think that Caleb Williams goes to the Bears first overall. But I'm saying there's a chance. And if a team trades up to first overall, we've talked about the Falcons, that they're looking to trade up. Their target appears to be Drake May, but most people don't think Caleb Williams can even be on their radar. Or it could be the Giants. The New York Giants are apparently doing their homework on a trade up to get the QB of the future. And this isn't something that would be uncommon. For the New York Giants under Joe Shane, they traded up one pick last year in the first round to get Deontay Banks, the cornerback. They traded up for Jalen Hyatt in the third round as well. So could the Giants move up to first overall or second overall or third overall because the Patriots continue to be linked to a trade back? Really, it's just the commanders who aren't linked to a potential trade back. Commanders are drafting a quarterback. Everyone knows that. And and let's be honest, the Bears and the Patriots are too. But there's still rumors. There's still rumors. So could the Giants move up? Could the Falcons move up? Could the Vikings move up? They're also rumored to be in the mix as well. But the Giants and Falcons are the two we're hearing strongest trade-up reports from. Speaking of the New York Giants, Xavier McKinney could be franchise tagged the safety. But he did also tweet, never go where you're tolerated, only go where you are appreciated. So does he take the franchise tag as being unappreciated. Well, Saquon Barkley sure did. And Saquon Barkley is not expected to be franchise tagged with by the New York Giants. Now they're still going to work to re-sign him, but doesn't look like Saquon Barkley is going to be locked in to the New York Giants. And at this point in the negotiations, are the Giants really going to offer him a deal that he says, yep, I got to take this now before free agency. I would doubt that, especially when C.J. Stroud is picking up the phone for Saquon Barkley and letting them know, hey, if you want to come play for the Houston Texans, if you want to link up with me, if you want to be my running back, let's do it. And Saquon Barkley is reportedly interested in joining the Houston Texans. What a one-two punch C.J. Stroud and Saquon Barkley in that backfield, throwing a tank Dell, throwing Nico Collins, just, Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. We can only hope. But it sounds like no running backs are going to get the franchise tag this year. Last year, we had three of them. It was Josh Jacobs. He's not going to get the franchise tag from the Raiders again, though they will try to re-sign Josh Jacobs. And he actually might get a deal before free agency. I doubt it. I think he is going to hit free agency and shop around. Maybe he does return. But there's a chance. The Raiders are going to work to re-sign Josh Jacobs. But because of... The readjusted contract, they didn't actually use the franchise tag. They gave him a pay bump instead. It would be $14 million for the Raiders to franchise tag Josh Jacobs. That's not going to happen. He's going to test the market. Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley would both cost, both cost $12.1 million to be franchise tagged. 
neither of them are going to hit or neither of them are going to be franchise tags. So they're both going to hit free agency. Austin Eckler is going to test the market. We already know Derrick Henry's walking. So free agency going to be an exciting time. Now, speaking of the franchise tag, T Higgins has been franchised. T Higgins will officially remain with the Cincinnati Bengals, barring a trade, which isn't expected to happen. But T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, they're all going to get at least one more crack at a Super Bowl together. Bengals have been persistent that they want to sign T Higgins and Jamar Chase long-term, that they want both of their studs at wide receiver. That's a lot of money to spend in three players, your quarterback and two wide receivers. But hey, it could happen. But for now, T Higgins gets $21.8 million fully guaranteed on the franchise tag. Good for him. Good for him. Congratulations to T Higgins. Though I do hope we have another congratulations in the future for that massive contract that he is going to get and going to deserve. But a big payday for 2024 at the very least. And we're going to see a big payday for Mike Evans somewhere. Now, the Buccaneers have revamped, and they are continuing to push to re-sign Mike Evans. Mike Evans does want to retire a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He also wants $25 million a year or more. Can both those things happen? Can those wants coexist? We've heard Mike Evans linked to the Houston Texans. At any point, the, the, the announcement, the contract could drop that Mike Evans is returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, at this point, we're getting so close to free agency. They've had all this time to make an offer, to work out a contract for the high name free agents at the very least. For the, the second tier guys, the third tier guys, the starters who are just happy to be where they are, you know, center 16 through 18, those type of guys, linebacker 20 in the NFL, because there's two for every team. You know what I'm saying? Those guys that are starters in the NFL, happy where they are. Those are the contracts that I expect to be signed over the next couple of weeks. I, I just don't know how many mega stars we're going to see re-sign before free agency. I think they're going to at least want to hear those other offers. But speaking of the Houston Texans who are targeting Saquon Barkley and potentially Mike Evans, Zaven Howard, the cornerback who's been getting cut by the Miami Dolphins, he wants to return home to Houston. He's from Houston, so he wants to play for the hometown team. No word on if the Texans want Zayvon Howard yet, but the Texans are all of a sudden a place to be, a place where players want to go and play. And Nico Collins wants to stay with the Houston Texans. The team and Nico Collins both interested in a contract extension. So I won't be surprised if that gets done over the offseason as well. How much do you pay Nico Collins, though? The one-year breakout? I don't know, and I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. I am just a humble reporter bringing you the news, but those are things that are going to have to be decided over the next couple weeks and months. Kendrick Bourne is also expected to test free agency coming off that torn ACL. It is not expected that he's going to return to the Patriots before free agency, and once you hit free agency, oftentimes you just end up walking anyway. So Kendrick Bourne probably on his way out with the New England Patriots, but who's going to be spending money? in free agency. Well, the Titans have to. The Titans have $90 million in cap space. The Titans are really going to have to reset their team. They're going to have to sign a bunch of starters. They have a lot of free agents. They have a lot of 
even positions where they have their starters back. It's not always necessarily a good thing. So the Titans are going to be massive spenders in free agency. The Washington Commanders have $80.9 million to spend their second. Bears in third at 78. Texans in fourth at 77. And the Patriots, $75.9 million in cap space. Lots of teams with lots of money, especially with the added $30 million, the $20 million extra that we're getting that we did not expect the salary cap to have. So it's a great time to be a free agent in the NFL. We've seen the Saints who are still over the salary cap. They're still working away to be able to sign players in free agency. They restructure Nathan Shepard. That's another $2 million. So add that to the $22 million from Derek Carr, and they got like $7 million by restructuring one of their offensive linemen. So they're, they're chipping away at it, but there's still a long way to go for the New Orleans Saints. They did hire Dave Ziegler, though, the former general manager of the Raiders, who unfortunately he got screwed by Josh McDaniels. That's really what it comes down to. The Raiders were looking to trade up to the first overall pick, which probably would have been more enticing depending on the offer because the Bears wouldn't have had to move back as far as they did for the Panthers. Though, could the Raiders have matched the Panthers? I don't know, but either way, he cut... he got with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now he's going to be with the Saints, and I think he gets a second chance to restart his NFL career in the front office. Fell on his sword, so Josh McDaniels didn't force a trade-up for Bryce Young when Ziegler wanted C.J. Stroud. But anyways, the Saints have some moves to make to free up more money. What other moves could be coming throughout free agency and ahead of free agency, ahead of the draft? Some trades on the horizon now, We've seen reports that Justin Jefferson, there's steam that the Vikings could make Justin Jefferson available for trade. Though, this comes from Charlie Walters, someone that I hadn't heard of in the past. But when this report comes out and all the Viking sources that I do trust say, yeah, no, this is a lie because it's coming from him. Or, you know, it could be true, but because it's coming from him, we're not going to believe it. So, doesn't sound like Justin Jefferson's going to be traded. And obviously, I mean, Justin Jefferson, they're, they're not going to get what he's worth in a trade. He's one of the best, if not the best players in the NFL outside of Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, I, I don't see Justin Jefferson being traded. I also don't see AJ Brown being traded. AJ Brown comes out once again, because he and Devonte Smith did a podcast a while ago, talking about how happy they were together, how the media and social media and Twitter likes to try to pit them against each other, but they just like each other. They're just happy playing against each other. They just both want to win. Now AJ Brown has to come out again and say, I have no problem. I want to be here. It's as simple as that. So don't expect to see AJ Brown traded. Don't expect to see Justin Jefferson traded. One player we could see traded though is Sam Howell. Sam Howell is getting some calls teams looking for a backup there's rumors that the new york jets are interested in sam howell they're also looking to move on from zach wilson send him to a team that i don't know if you send him to a team that needs a backup or you send him to a team that is looking to build a quarterback because can you put zach wilson at qb2 
if you're you know, even the Washington Commanders, I don't know about that. Maybe the Washington Commanders, but either way, Zach Wilson, I think, traded to be QB3. Sam Howell traded to be a backup. What other things can we expect to see over the coming weeks and months? Andy Reid expected to get a contract extension, making him the highest paid coach in the NFL. And it's kind of wild that Andy Reid is not the highest paid coach in the NFL, that he was, I think, third, tied for third with Sean McVay at $15 million a year. And Sean Payton was eight, making $18 million. Belichick was making twenty. Expect Andy Reid to be making $20 million or more a year after another Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's not retiring. Now he's going to be the highest paid coach in the NFL. His former offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy is unfortunately having to leave the Eric Bieniemy, who everyone had as the next great head coach in the NFL. Look at the work he did with Patrick Mahomes. So he leaves the Chiefs to try and prove what he can do without Patrick Mahomes and the commander's offenses. Yeah, it's iffy, it's up, it's down. It's the Washington commanders with Sam Howell. And now he has to leave the NFL to get a new job. And he says that he wasn't fired by the commanders. He could have stayed in some capacity if he wanted to, but he wanted a fresh start. And when you look into the coaches being hired across the NFL, and you look into Eric Bieniemy's background and his legal issues that he's had in the past and things of that nature, and the rumors that he actually just doesn't interview well, I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe Eric Bieniemy is just not an NFL head coach. Maybe Ben Johnson really did interview bad. Maybe he's not an NFL head coach. But whatever it is, I wish Eric Bieniemy all the best with the UCLA Bruins now that Chip Kelly is with Ohio State. Still crazy that Chip Kelly took another took a downgrade in title to be the offensive coordinator of the Buckeyes and also a Newton takes care of business. Cam Newton just throwing people around, people trying to hold him back, people trying to sucker punch him, and Cam Newton just unfazed. The hat stays on. Cam Newton should not be an NFL quarterback anymore at this point, but I still love me some Cam Newton and love whatever is next for Cam Newton. Hey, I want to thank you for being part of this broadcast. If you have any thoughts on it, leave a comment. If you enjoyed it, make sure you leave a like. And if you want to see more shows on the Player Profiler channel, subscribe to it. That's how we know you want more.